0: Y'all, my name is Peter. And my name is Carl. And you're listening to Do You Even Lift, bro? Man exercising social justice. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We deeply appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about men going their own way, or MGTOW. But first, how you doing, Carl? <laughs> I'm all right. Um, I don't Um, know. I'm just tired today. had a hard time getting out of bed, but depression won't do that to you, and that's okay.
1: We're here. I'm going to get inside it as we start talking about this, um, and, you know, the show will go on. So... Peter, how are you?
0: I'm doing really good. I'm really excited for this episode because I did most of the research for it. And I don't know. I like, I remember I was, I started researching this during break and... I just went into this deep, deep rabbit hole of just wacky YouTube videos and forums and stuff. And now my YouTube feed is just destroyed. And But it's worth it. And I'm really excited for this podcast.
1: That's right. So I'll be leaning on Peter for most of this in terms of expertise, quote unquote expertise, in terms of how MGTOWs are constructed, how they think and stuff like that.
0: And I will be leaning on you if I start to turn. <laughs> so, <laughs> please let me know. That deep? Yeah, I Word. got I got pretty deep. <laughs> uh,
1: um I think one thing that's important to mention too, like so far this season and and episodes in the future, we'll be talking about like pretty extreme. Well, I don't even know if it's actually that extreme, like relatively extreme types of masculinities. Right. So we Mm -hmm. talked about the black pill a little bit as it relates to red pill and red pill is also relatively extreme. um, And we will be talking about surviving R. Kelly and the Covington boys. And so I think it's important to put in perspective what we're doing here. Right. So what are some of the elements that we need to be careful about?
0: Yeah. I remember when I first started researching incels and MGTOWs. And at first I thought it was really funny. And I just like could not stop laughing at this ideology that I think is so extreme. But in reality, when we try to like laugh at this or we think it's funny or we just kind of ignore it because it is so ridiculous, we kind of miss the point because these people are causing violence and we as men are kind of making the society for this to happen. And I always think about what some people would
1: consider as extreme as easy targets to say, like, I'm not like them, so I'm not the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think what we need to do as a podcast about masculinities is to see ourselves in the problem, right? Like, what I actually like about, I mean, like, is. Probably the wrong word, but what I like about <laughs> extreme groups like MGTOW or Red Pill Incel Folks is that it's actually a magnification of an already existing culture of men. So we get to pick behaviors of like, where does this behavior, this attitude, this thought process come from, because it absolutely comes from an already existing culture of men. And so it's easy to dismiss ideologies like MGTOW, but I do think it provides an incredible an incredible window into like ourselves in terms of, like you know, because we'll get into it. But when I think about MGTOW and when I read a little bit about MGTOW and what they think, I absolutely have thought those thoughts before in the past. Right. So it mm-hmm. has to come from somewhere. So let's start with the foundation of what uh, what is MGTOW.
0: Yeah. And what, as we break it down, we'll uh, see that this was not created in a vacuum. We'll probably try to pinpoint the origins of these like radical views. So MGTOW, as mentioned before, stands for men going their own way. Who are they, you may ask? What I have found is they're mostly middle-aged men that have either been married, married, or have never married. And I know that's like, yeah, like, duh, that's everyone. (laughs) But there is a huge focus on marriage with this philosophy. They subscribe to the red pill theory, um, which we mentioned last episode when we talked about uh, the black pill. But for just a little refresher, um, the red pill theory refers to a form of waking up. It comes from the Matrix movie, which is interesting, where, you know, neo wake. up, Wakes up and realizes that he is unattractive or like gross, which I didn't get that from the movie, but oh well. So Red Pill Theory says that you need to wake up and realize that the world that we live in is controlled and dominated by women. Also that you are ugly and won't be able to have a healthy beneficial relationship unless you are attractive. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. They use this word a lot called gynocentrism, and... Th- <laughs> It's kind of funny, but it's like they believe we live in a gynocentric society that favors women over men and have internalized and externalized dominance over men. Is that like a, a real term or something they made up? I am totally certain it is made up. <laughs> gynocentric. Because whenever they mention gynocentrism, it's from another MGTOW okay. on another form. So it's like this guy, like doctor who gives it. Um said <laughs> that gynocentrism is this and then you go to his web page it's like all make out stuff okay so totally right. made up
1: so that would be men pushing back against this idea of phallocentrism, right which is like centering the penis all over the place mm-hmm. which is harder to argue against than a gynocentric society I think what's interesting too we, Talk about different levels of oppression quite often, right? Like individual level of oppression versus institutional level of oppression versus systemic level of oppression. This screams zero systemic analysis, right? Like this is all rooted in only my experience, what I see, and then extrapolating that as like the truth for everyone in the US.
0: Yeah. And what's interesting is that they make up these words and they have this real big hard on for creating these philosophies and backing them up with more bogus science and it is it is like exactly what you said it is totally just based on their experiences and how they feel which is interesting because they give off this sense of intelligence and how it's based on fact and like science and stuff and then they'll criticize the other side meaning us um for just (laughs) using betas yeah (laughs) us cucks as you will for using only feelings and experiences when we we use that but we also use facts and they i haven't seen much facts on their side of things yeah it's all philosophy it's all rhetoric there's no like foundation it's all just like my wife did this to me with this one time so now i'm going my own way kind of thing yeah nobody cared or whatever yeah. Okay.
1: I think that's part of it too. Well, I mean, when you get into some of the marriage stuff, like when I read some MGTOW stuff in terms of like the system of marriage is slated against men, it's another like a historical. Like I actually started looking up divorce laws and how they came about and why divorce laws became the things that they are because I assumed that it was rooted in like women were property.
0: Am I getting ahead of us? A little bit. Okay. Then but, I will stop. Yeah. We're so yeah more MGTOW stuff. So um, more explanation. MGTOWs very much focus on marriage. So what does marriage mean to them? Well, marriage to MGTOWs is an oppressive institution that give women all the power. They believe that women are inherently manipulative and narcissistic. Women only want to be married so they can get a stable financial situation through their husband. And uh, we have like a little YouTube clip. So it's not just me saying this stuff. (laughs) It's them explaining themselves.
1: Those magic words she says, I love you, simply mean. I think it's time I started controlling you. You enter a relationship with absolutely no idea of that person's moral character. You automatically assume that she's stable and sane because you don't notice any immediate warning signs. Unless you met your girlfriend during a heroic act or she happened to be the kidney donor who saved your life, you probably have no idea what she's actually like. You most likely met her in a nightclub or a social function so you really are putting the path of your life
0: into the hands of a total stranger whack
1: <laughs> so one of my i think biggest pet peeves personality wise and people is having like a very definitive there's no chance at all that there's differences or nuance or change in things mm-hmm. i hate that right like and there are so many definitive statements in there about like when she says i love you that means i want to start controlling you is like uh, it's a, it's a level of cynicism and jadedness and hatred of women that I can't even comprehend.
0: Yeah. Quick side note. I love the music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It kind of pisses me off. Thank you, music stop. Not- sounds like music that I would really love to make. Anyway, yeah, like there is this idea of because we all know abusive relationships exist right. and we all know that it is not just men who abuse right in a relationship so i feel like some of these men may be victims of an abusive relationship within a marriage and then just blanket statement on all women right because it's interesting how it's like it's very inherent yes. like all women are like this and manipulative
1: and you don't you so and the and the very idea Like, they made it sound like it's impossible for people to even get to know each other or understand each other. They're just like, you just met this person at a club, and now you're going to marry. There's no way you could possibly know everything about her. Well, no (laughs) you know? Like, I... (laughs) That's how you get to know people. Seriously. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's just you shouldn't be marrying someone you don't understand or know. And then there's just a just a huge, I think, an excuse for men to not be emotionally engaged in a relationship and actually get to know someone. Mm -hmm. And an easy target to blame are women, because I do think when women make an effort to get to know in a heterosexual context, make an effort to get to know men we feel like they're intruding on our territory or that they're trying to gain information to control us Mm. or like they'll use the information against us in the future. Like these are things that I have thought like that kept me closed off for the longest time and kept me from very fulfilling relationships. So like there's an inherent mistrust of women that can translate to a lot of the ways men teach each other about what women are like, especially heterosexual men.
0: Yeah. And this idea of like maybe they are victims of an abusive relationship and when you do trust somebody and you love them and you get burned, then, you know, it's going to hurt a lot. And you might go to these types of forums or videos and find a support group, which is which is interesting because all of these groups, incels, MGTOWs, all of them, they all label themselves as support groups. And we talk a lot about how men supporting men is extremely important. Yes. To, and to like, you know, take off the weight of especially women of color who take on emotional baggage from men. But this is not the type of support that I was looking for.
1: Yeah. And when there's an inherent inability to really see things from the other side, like if you're unable to empathize or sympathize or put yourself in someone else's shoes, it can be really easy to miss all of the things that you did to in the relationship. Like maybe they told you a bunch to please take care of this and you never did. And then like you call her a your friends and like there, there might be a whole lot of other stuff that culminates into a moment that men then like hold on to i do think there is something to the pattern of men feeling like a victim and then really holding on to that mm-hmm. and feeling empowered by it in a way that's really harmful and damaging we might have to do something on relationship violence but there's a lot of research that shows like the motivation and like yes If we say that men are the victim in a domestic violence or relationship violence situation, if they are at equal rates, then when you start looking at the motivation and intention and the differences in the severity of the abuse, like it is absolutely skewed towards men like being much more malicious, much more. There are much more severe consequences for women in relationship um, violence situations. Like there are women that die because they reject men or try to get away from men. Like, and you don't often hear it go the other way way obviously there are cases in which it does but you don't often hear about it
0: yeah definitely i mean this kind of goes back to season three when we were talking about dating that dating podcast and about the worst thing that a man can experience on a dating app or a dating scene is uh the person doesn't look exactly like their photo and the worst <laughs> thing a woman can experience is literal death. literal death so i think it's interesting how i mean i don't want to like compare abuse you know but comparing like this may be emotional manipulation that this person may have gone through with death. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an ultimatum of like, you know, what, what privileges do you have where you only have to worry about maybe emotional manipulation and financial like insecurity versus literally getting like killed?
1: Yeah. And then like the complaints about financial insecurity, because one of the MGTOW philosophies I think is that like women just kind of use you for money, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you better be prepared to just be a, a sinkhole of money. Yeah. Get cucked. The fear or I think and insecurity in men to be able to draw boundaries Speaks to a very, like, lack of ability to even locate where your emotions are, right? Like, if Mm -hmm. you feel like you're being treated unfairly, but can't express that in a healthy and empathetic way, then I can see how the path to saying, like, women are manipulative and f***ed up comes up really quickly right so when we really closely examine the culture of men and the way we're in it like not really able to support each other in healthy and emotional ways it can lead to having like these kinds of situations be interpreted as oh it's the woman's
0: fault Mm -hmm. it's this idea of women having all the power Previously, I stated the gynocentric society, but there's a lot of layers to how they think women have all the power within our society. When we talked about the red pill theory um, last episode, we talked about the unregulated sexual marketplace, which is so (laughs) f***ed up (laughs) that it kind of makes me shake whenever I try to explain it. But maybe we have talked about this. I'm not sure. But this idea of the commodity model of sex, it's kind of this like give and take idea of like women have all the tickets meaning sex and men want to get those tickets only women can give out the tickets right meaning that women have all the tickets so they can have sex whenever they want but they choose to have sex with whoever they want versus men who have to kind of like settle for who will give them a ticket and so it's this idea of like this transaction of a man taking away a woman's ticket and that's what this conventional model of sex is in reality it's more of just like I forgot what what what's what's the anti-commodity model called Performance Performance model where you know it's a performance of both sides, each sides have equal power. It's like there's no tickets, there's no commodity. It's driven by consent. Yeah. So but they of course they don't believe that.
1: To get more details about what Peter's talking about in the difference between commodity model versus performance model of sex, check out chapter two in the yes means yes anthology, or look up toward a performance
0: model of sex written by Thomas Miller. Super great book. I'd recommend picking it up anyway. So, yeah. So they don't believe in this performance model of sex. They think it's an unregulated sexual marketplace. And so that means that women can have sex with whoever they want. Whatever they want. (laughs) So incels, I remember I was on the incel forums and incels and uh, MGTOWs kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Don't turn. I'll try not to. MGTOWs are kind of like older grandpa incels. (laughs) I remember this one incel when I was asking what the unregulated sexual marketplace was. It was like, well, back in the primitive years, how they like idolize primitive years and like when the man was the man. But in the primitive years, incels, quote unquote, back then, got sex in not so legal means, meaning like rape and sexual assault. But now in our today's society, when it is not regulated and sex is not regulated by whoever the f*** would regulate (laughs) that... That creates this unregulated sexual marketplace where it's just complete chaos, giving all power to the women. That's one of the theories. Um, Another one is uh, marriage is an oppressive institution that lets women degrade men. Again, we talked about how some of these people may be victims and they might have been in an abusive relationship. When you read comments of YouTube videos, like the one that we just played, it is a whole anthology of stories Mm -hmm. of just like, my wife degraded me in front of my children and blah, blah, blah. And she took all my money. And then like, now I'm... Single and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And kind of like how women leech off of men uh, financially and they don't need a job. Something that we should really pay attention to
1: in this rhetoric around unregulated sexual market and how it's like attached to women have all the power. That means I think there's a lot of men that see power as the ability to control. Mm -hmm. And so if women are the gatekeepers to sex, then they must have all the power to control men because all men want sex all the time. Yeah. And that really makes me think, like, where do we get these messages around sex equals power? Absolutely. It is in pornography. And so connecting all of this back to when we talked about porn, I think it's really important to understand how much the cultural influence of porn has, especially in conversations about blaming women. And then if we are angry as men that women have all the power because they're the gatekeepers of sex then it is absolutely a backdoor justification for why rape and sexual assault is okay
0: when we talked about incels and black pill this idea of sex equals happiness and if you do not have sex then you will not be happy is definitely a connection to power and control because that's like the whole purpose for them for sex is just to maintain it like a level of happiness and since women quote unquote don't care about men then they won't give themselves up to make men like, you know, not pissed off and disgusting.
1: Yeah. And even in that logic, you hear the victim blamingness, right? Like as if you just had sex with me, then you wouldn't have to fear for your life. Like that is control in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, if you read Elliot Rogers' manifesto and watch his YouTube videos, that's exactly what he says. He says like, this is your fault for not thinking I'm attractive. And Elliot Rogers is like, an incel god basically Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a very direct connection i think that men in particular have that equates sex with power and that is an incredibly dangerous dangerous world for women to live in
0: i remember watching like some tv shows or like movies back in the day and like how this idea of sex equals power goes in through the media and is taught to you know people it was taught to me like i remember this one quote i forget where it's from but it was like everything's about sex except sex Okay. (laughs) Sex is about power. Yes. And so, yeah, this idea of the commodity model is definitely rooted in that sex equals power and happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's how women have all the power, quote unquote. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's hard for us to explain because it's so like it just misaligns with everything that we think and understand. Right. So mm-hmm. we probably didn't do it justice. But the point is, they believe that women have all the power.
0: Yeah. So if women are bad, which they aren't. Why do they think men are superior? And you noticed this on a couple of the forums about how like men were better because they invented more stuff or, or like innovated or something.
1: Me, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. Um, so in the white supremacy, in the first, uh, first episode of this season, I talked a little bit about a dude who talked about how like every innovation and every like invention in history was thought of, conceptualized, invented by men. And it was just sort of this deep misunderstanding of history because like of course Einstein is a dude because women weren't allowed to go to college yeah you know what I mean like so there's like so many systemic barriers in the way that go unnoticed and unspoken when men claim to have like freed the slaves for example no like (laughs) it wasn't white men who freed the slaves it like it was slaves and black folks and indigenous folks just fighting and clawing and like yelling and screaming and surviving. And like, it's just, yes, of course, like the government had to do something. But like, there's so many other things in there to say that white men were the ones that freed the slaves is just disgusting.
0: Yeah. And I think I remember reading about this, the idea of how men are better because they have all the innovations. I started reading The Second Sex by uh, Simone de of war. I don't know how to say it. Spell it. B e a u v o i r. Sounds French. It's so French. Okay. It's um, <laughs> it's kind of a foundational book in my line of feminism. I mean, it was important for the time. It's kind of problematic now, but it claims that men had the ability to transcend the species. Meaning that as our society got more and more civilized and individualism was more accepted and revered, then, you know, women were placed in a box where their only purpose was to serve the species as reproduction vessels. And men were able to then go and explore and innovate and invent and, like, create um, more innovations for the world just because they saw women as an inferior part of the race and that their only job was to reproduce. So there was literally no opportunity for women to innovate at this time. However, many women, like, you know, millions of women have <laughs> gone out of that model and have innovated, you know, innovated our world and we wouldn't be where we are today without them. So it's kind of like this idea of like, well, you know, men like they, they, <laughs> they really fetishize the uh, Orville brothers, the right, the Wright brothers. And because they're like, well, without men, flight wouldn't be real. And I'm like. <laughs> Yes, it would. (laughs) But the thing was, women were treated as property back then. So they couldn't really like go to college and figure out flight and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah. And I think there's also an inherent devaluing in survival technology, right? There's tons of stuff that women have invented for themselves Mm -hmm. to survive in a patriarchy. There's tons of stuff that black folks have invented for themselves to survive in a white supremacist society. We just don't hear about it or value that, right? Like there's tons of art and writing that goes by unnoticed because we don't value that in a way that that puts it on the like the reading list for elementary school kids and so um like we're not making up this idea because if you go to www.mgtow.com and look at their history tab it just literally says in there like men have accomplished and contributed far greater miracles of science discovery and human endeavor and so like this i mean i'm going to call it like mental masturbation right like these Mm -hmm. men just worshiping other men and worshiping themselves in ways that are like built upon a culture of men that is already oppressive is like the helps me understand what people mean when they say male fragility, right? Cause if the core of masculinity is fairly empty as it is, Then you built upon that, these MGTOWs and these Covington boys, then you see the more that we call men out for their behaviors and white men in particular, I think, the more you see how the reaction is fragile.
0: Yeah. I think mental masturbation is my new favorite phrase (laughs) because that's exactly what this is. I mean, they create terms, they create their own philosophies around this and they have all this rhetoric and justification to prove their point, you know, with not much evidence or, you know, other perspectives put into place. So it's kind of like it is just mental <laughs> masturbation. You're just kind of playing thought games at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So men are superior, women suck. Is is the- <laughs> a philosophy of this entire group. Definitely. Before we go into like the solutions for the MGTOW community, which are hilarious okay. and also very disturbing. Let's go through some other types of intolerance. So when I was on the MGTOW forums and all these websites and videos, at first I didn't see any recognition of trans women or non-binary folks this is one of the very many groups that believe there are only two genders so they also refer that refer to them as transsexuals hmm. which i have not heard since like a 1960s movie <laughs>
1: Huh. Okay. Well, cool. yeah. so trans so, like because they're so unfamiliar with terminology, or is there like more significance to calling them like is it intentionally derogatory?
0: I think it or it both? may it may be a little bit of both. Okay. Where because since they only believe that there are two genders, why would you call somebody transgender? Okay, good point. So and then I don't, it like of course they haven't dug their head out of their in like fifty years, so they're still using terms from like you know the fifties.
1: Well, and then if they view gender relations as a transactional process, then transgender individuals don't have any value to cis men, right? Like, yeah. Or they view them as a threat because if heterosexuality is so valued that being gay or transgender, I mean, I don't mean to conflate sexual orientation and gender here, but being gay and or being transgender is either useless to a hetero cis male or a threat because if you're quote unquote, tricked or deceived, which is a very normal mindset for these dudes to think that women are inherently manipulative. If they meet like a trans woman, for example, then that's like a doubly so like, I can't believe I was tricked by someone I thought was a woman who I already thought was that way. But it turns out that I believe them to be a man. Like obviously they're not a man, they're a woman, they're a trans woman. That would then start for me to make sense, unfortunately, why there's so much violence against trans women in general.
0: Yeah, definitely. What's interesting about them, though, is that they really revere gay men, especially white gay men, oh, because okay. they feel that they have broken the code. And <laughs> Oh, OK. OK. Because, you know, it's not trans or anything. So they're just like dudes with more dudes. And so... A lot of these forums, a lot of people will be like, man, I wish I was gay. I wish I wasn't attracted to women so I could, like, date other guys so I don't have to deal with women and women can't have control over me. Huh. What? Okay. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, so that's so fascinating. Like, I'm not saying that they're more inclusive (laughs) than. That's ridiculous, I think. But, like, it does. It reiterates for me how transactional relationships really are for them, right? Like they really value someone who doesn't want to deal with women or whatever uh, in general. This attitude reminds me of an article written by Hugo Schweitzer who like, I have huge, like we should all have huge issues with. But he did pen an article called homosociality, which kind of speaks to how men paradoxically hold a hatred for women and a hatred for LGBTQ folks, specifically gay men. Mm-hmm. Because if you hate women and only want to hang out with men, that's like kind of homoerotic. Yeah. But then you like hate gay men at the same time. So it's just weird, like paradox that men have to go through. Yeah.
0: Anyway. But these guys are kind of different because yeah, it's weird. These men are trying to be gay. They try to find men who may exuberate more feminine characteristics and It's interesting because on these forums, they then say that because my partner was so feminine, that's when they turned out to be manipulative and narcissistic. So it's not just an attack on women and like the biology of women. It's an attack on femininity as a concept on a whole. Hmm. What's interesting is that with the recognition of trans folks and non-binary folks, the entire philosophy breaks down because it is based on innate and DNA that men are better than women and so that when you try and stretch the binary or just not be a part of it at all this philosophy just completely breaks down and there's like these innate aspects for women, i.e., manipulation, narcissism, sadism. But for men, it's always bravery, independence, and intelligence. Okay. Yeah. So it's like this weird contrast of like nothing women do or good, or like nothing that women are born with is good, but everything that men are taught and born with is something to be revered. Okay. Cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just, if it's men go their own way and they're like, we should never marry because women are inherently manipulated, we should just hang out with ourselves.
0: Yeah, ship them off on an island. I don't care.
1: <laughs> let's make a big um island for them. You know, like I don't know. It's it's just again, like it's easy to go to a place to make fun of them to distance ourselves from it. But like the the foundational attitude is absolutely like a dangerous one, right? But definitely, God, just
0: don't talk to women if you feel this way. <laughs> don't do it for real. <laughs> so. If all of these straight men are still attracted to women, but they don't like women, what is the solution? What are they to do? What are they to do? I mean, technology is rising. Men are building innovations for themselves. I'm going to hate this section. But they're not, you know, like, I don't want to be with the women. I don't want to deal with a woman. So how do I have sex? And the answer is sex robots. God. Sex robot. I, I am not it. kidding. <laughs> Seriously, sex robots. Okay.
1: I mean, I think men have been dreaming about this for a long, long time. Oh, yeah.
0: Which is brutal. I mean, just look at how many movies are made is, about it.
1: <laughs> is there a ideal world that we are creating, trying to create, you and me, Peter, where sex robots is still a thing? I mean, let's say we end rape. Yeah. Let's say we end gender roles. Let's say we end homophobia and everything is like hunky dory. Yeah. Do sex robots exist? <sighs> I think so. Okay. So if we can argue that there isn't an inherent problem with the invention of sex robots, what is problematic about this particular avenue to get to sex robots?
0: I mean, there. I, I remember watching a documentary about sex robots and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> super interesting. <laughs> and it was interesting to see all of the different intentions that people, mostly men. Okay. Almost all always men right. had for wanting a sex robot. Some people legitimately had robot kinks. OK, but what's interesting about this is that in each scenario, whether it be a fetish or a guy just wanting to get a sex robot or a guy having a wife, but also wanting to like a side piece sex robot <laughs> side piece is that it's all about control. Okay, And like what we said, you know, this idea of that sex is control. So when you can literally program your sex robot to have zero emotion, no emotional support, and just be a hold, stick your in, which is literally what this is. Yeah. Um... Up. Yeah. It's all about control.
1: Yeah. So I say that because we talk about process here and how process matters. Mm-hmm. Like the process to get the sex robots through the MGTOW philosophy is all about power and control and the desire to want to connect sex with that. Right. Which absolutely comes from messages and pornography. And so I just... This one, this one is really tough for me in terms of like, maybe I'm just really sad. Like these are, it sounds like these are really, really lonely men who want to get off to something. Like they have gone so far down this hole of, I will never be happy to the point where like, I will settle for an inanimate object to get off in or on. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really sad. Like I, I, it's, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks for them. And I'm not going to control their happiness. If they're happy living alone with a sex robot, I don't know how I'm going to say, like, sucks to be you, you know, because we say your body, your choice all the time. Like, I don't know. So, again, I think this is one of those areas that we can complicate a little bit with the understanding that the path that got them to this point is really, really gross and
0: up. Yeah. I mean, this is like the idea of like all women are evil. So, like, how am I supposed to have sex and achieve happiness? And at that point, I don't think it's about sex anymore. <laughs> like okay, I don't think it's about women being bad or something. It's just like what you said, you have gone away from the path so hard in the way that you don't even care about humans anymore. Yeah. Like you don't care about the human race or what a human can offer you in a relationship. All you want is to f- them in a bucket, basically. <laughs> and I think I have to edit that out. <laughs> is to um It's fine. Yeah. I'll just <laughs> I'll just bleep that word is to get off in a robot i guess. Yes. But um yeah. ejaculate into a robot. <laughs> like you said, i think it's interesting to have sympathy for these type of people. Yeah. I think it's very important to have sympathy for them because Maybe. if you just be like f- these f- that gross ew get it out of my sight. Yeah. Then that kind of creates even more distance from them from you. I mean, there is a lot of distance between like me as a person and Peter the incel. (laughs) But it's interesting to like be like, okay, I'm not going to say their points are justified, but them getting to this point and having this mindset is, like you said, very depressing.
1: Yeah. As part of the work, we have two choices here. We can work on the system that created these men and this mentality in the first place. Or we can work on reaching out to men like this and developing relationships in a way that's healthier to sort of bring them back in a way. Yeah, Um, That's the work that is on us as men to do is we don't necessarily excuse the behavior and the philosophy that put men in this position in the first place. Like, we can't excuse this behavior. And it is absolutely on us as men to develop a capacity of some level of empathy and sympathy for these dudes as a way to bring them back, if you will, in order to potentially gain a new ally in a movement towards social justice. And we can't ever, we shouldn't and won't ever ask women to do that for us, right? Like, Yeah. Um, unless they want to. Like, your body, your choice. But our call is to really understand the mentality of MGTOW men. Well, that's a, that's redundant, isn't it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) There are no women MGTOWs.
1: Well, (laughs) well, there's men anyway, the, It's our job to sort of really understand where they're coming from in an effort to find behaviors, thoughts, and ideas around us that contribute to MGTOW philosophies or recognize someone who is going down the MGTOW path and trying to bring them back with our vulnerabilities, our empathy, our emotional labor in an effort to create a better world and a safer world for women and transgender and non-binary folks.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's definitely our job to do that. And if we don't offer support for them then they're going to find a support group like this where like we said in black pill it turns into a very dark depressing and borderline potentially violent philosophy well definitely violent yeah yeah because it happened yeah definitely yeah so the other solution which is i know we got heavy get ready to get (laughs) even heavier because um this is their solution if sex robots are not a thing um is a regulated sexual marketplace what's that peter uh, <laughs> it's a kind of return to the primal way of intercourse meaning rape and forced long-term sexual relationships only to benefit the men is legal and regulated
1: i can't even imagine what that even looks like like there are laws what saying women can't divorce or can't have sex with men without permission or what what does that even mean
0: well it's very nebulous and okay it's not very like concrete, but it does harken back to men need to go back to this form of masculinity, like within primal years of like you take what you want and then you're most powerful in that situation.
1: So the antidote to women who are inherently manipulative to manipulate you in a marriage, for example, is to be a dominant, masculine, take no type of husband. A
0: rapist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that will do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's some heavy. Sh- I'm very glad we got this episode over with because I now don't have to be on the MGTOW forums anymore thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: And that will do it for this episode of Do You Even Live Bro? Men Exercising Social Justice. If you have feedback, thoughts, comments, questions, or want to be interviewed for a podcast, please email WGAC at colostate.edu. That's WGAC at C-O-L-O-S-T-A-T-E dot E-D-U. Huge shout out to the partnership between the Women and Gender Advocacy Center and KCSU here at Colorado State University. These are the folks that even allow this podcast to happen. For more content about masculinities, check out meninthemovement.blogspot.com. And for more information about the WGAC, go to wjac.colostate.edu For more 90.5 KCSU content go to kcsufm.com Music production by Xavier Hadley a.k.a. Zavley. Check him out at soundcloud.com slash Xavier Hadley. That's X-A-B-I-E-R-H-A-D-L-E-Y Thanks for listening everyone.
0: Woo! Deuces. Incredible uh,
1: Incredible Passageway or an incredible like Window? Yes (laughs) (laughs) You get me (laughs) Um